Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, a podcast where a group of men get together and have women, men, whatever you want to be identified as in this crazy world. We get together and we talk professional wrestling slash sports entertainment. We get, we get together, we book territories, we complain, we throw out compliments, we do everything the typical wrestling fan does Except I like to think we're slowly getting credibility. And I think if that was the case, we could run a company one day. Because the two men I have with me, my co-host, the mayor, Dan Dinkins, first off from the Start 5 podcast. How are we you We're going to work today? on this introduction because normally if y'all know me, y'all know I have to introduce myself. And that's just not being a cocky thing. This is just being a veteran of this podcast thing. And it's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named H5. Your mom's favorite fat guy all the way from deepest, darkest Africa as the sun is going down on a shitty-ass Staten Island. What's up, people? We back hey, to I'm, regularities. You know hey, I'm going to up your cockiness once, and you're going to text me your intro. Give me about three podcasts, and I'm going to memorize it. No, no, I'm, no. I'm, you'll, memorize, you'll memorize it by me saying it. You are mm-hmm. not allowed to say it for me. And you then know? below me... I'm going to let him introduce myself because I, I ain't trying to, you know, I'll let my mans do his thing. All right. So, Lou, what you got for everyone? Yeah, if you didn't already know, this is Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast. I got, like, different AKAs. We're just going to stick to Lou from the BX right now until everybody gets used to me. Um, Happy to be here to talk some wrestling. Yeah. So, gents, one thing, one, one day we're going to have to do a podcast not about wrestling. Me being from the Northeast, you guys from the Northeast, we're going to have to have a podcast about food one day. That, that New York is the best. In, no, you know, you know I can talk about that all goddamn day. That's what I'm saying. That, that's, that's one thing we, we got to do one day because as I'd like to, I tell everyone all the time, military, I travel all the time. The Northeast has the best food. No one comes close to it, yeah, in my I'm opinion. Sure. I, I'm sure the South can, uh, certain parts of the South can, uh, can argue that depending on the dish but you know what i'm saying i i don't think we me lou and i lou and i have gotten this big for no freaking reason yeah <laughs> if, that was, if that was if that's the case if that's the case i'd have lost weight moving down here instead of gaining all this goddamn weight i gained <laughs> right and i'll say this a year ago i was living back in the northeast and i just said the other day i lost weight and now i'm in california they must be putting something in my tacos that i don't know that i'm losing weight hey, but anyway I, I heard Cali got the uh, best food too. Ah, uh, bro, huh? I saw that. I saw that Twitter picture you posted the other day, shirtless, looking like a goddamn UFC fighter. I was like, "Who the fuck is that? That's Nick." Hey, the man. Hey, hey, I got nine and a half years left in the military. Hopefully, get to ride that out and retire. And then, you know, in my family, when you hit thirties, you go from Anacelli to Annabelli. I'm gonna embrace that Italian heritage. So don't let what I got fool you now, because any. That's temporary, right? you know what I mean? Hey, it's like I tell people, I got a six-pack under this gut. You could try to hit it and feel it. Yeah, that's right. Sense. Absolutely. That's all I imagine. Hey, as long as you put in the work, it'll matter. Yeah, anyway, but gentlemen. Before we, before we dive uh, yes, in, no, Nick, let's, it, just, let's just let people know, and, and we're kind of also freestyling right now, but wrestling is trash is going to be back to some reg- form of regularity. You know, th- this is going to be the crew that you'll see for the majority of most of the shows, unless one of us can't make it, then we're going to have a forever rotating cycle of guests, 
special guests. The father of this podcast, I, I got to say the younger person than me is the father, but shout outs to B-Rob for handing this over to the homie Nick. Uh, and, and knowing that this is going to be left in great hands as Lou and I and Nick were former guests of this show. I mean, shit, Nick was from the beginning of this show to, to the way B-Rob tells the story. This show wouldn't be if y'all didn't have said conversations back in the day. So mm-hmm. just know we're going to be back to some form of regularity. We're going to try to hit a, a consistent release schedule to y'all. Um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely rotate hosting duties because this is eight years of podcasting here. Lou is at about five, five or six, right? I'm at almost seven now. There we go. Seven years of podcasting. And Nick, that's crazy. Nick, we're working him along. We, we, we've been coaching him up in the process beforehand. So we're all going to be captaining this ship during this journey. But also, if you ever want to be a part of this journey, Nick will let y'all know how later on when we close out the show. Exactly. And then one thing, too, before we get going, because I title them all. We're on show number 88 of the show overall. Nice. So 100's around the corner. Probably by the end of the year, for sure, we're going to hit that. So uh, we're going to have to book Rob in advance because I feel we can't do – I feel we've been doing the show injustice, you know. So yeah. for, for us two sitting here, for the people listening, whoever wants to be a part – I'll get into that later – wants to be a part or who you want us to have on the show, the ones who listen, who've noticed, hey, you know, I like this person's takes, blah, blah, blah. You should have them come back on the show. Once again, you'll be able to plug that later. As well, but I think everyone we've had on this show so far has been great. You know, you know how um, we gotta hit. You know how we gotta hit B Rob. We gotta help to hit B Rob with his website and say, "Hey, schedule schedule when you can be back with your own show, homie." Nah, <laughs> hey, 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 I got I got his codes. I got his password updated stuff. I'm just gonna change the password and say you ain't getting the password until you okay. until, until you agree to be on it. Until you come back nice. home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob. Hey, hey, I'll say this. Rob's at that royalty level where he don't even listen to his own show. He don't even listen to this no more. He's like, wow. he's like, he's like my peasants. They're doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but regardless, man, we love you, brother. And thanks yes. for the platform. Thanks for kicking off the platform for us. So, again, you yep. know it's in great hands. And, Nick, let's get this show started. Yep. So, everyone... You know, we were all talking. We have our group chat as we speak of on this show. And we were thinking of ideas because sometimes it's just the easiest way to go with it before we were getting to the flow of we're going to start doing this more often. Was we're going to do a pre-show, post-show, or something major happens, right? Well, what we're going to cover today, the first thing we're going to go over, it's been, we've gone through January, February, March, April. That's a quarter. We've gone through a quarter of this year already, which is crazy, just regardless of wrestling or not. Yep. But gents, we'll start with you, Lou. These four months, just what have you thought of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, however you want to word it, just as a whole so far this year, these four months? It's thriving. It's thriving. We got, uh, there's so much wrestling. And it's funny, um, my brother, he lives in, he li- uh, I call him my brother. He's really my cousin, but technically, but he's more like my brother. He used to watch wrestling back in the day, obviously Attitude Era and all that. And he fell off years ago because it got kind of whack and whatever, whatever. He's starting to get back into shit now. And I was having a talk with him the other day where he was like, what's this AEW shit? Like, I don't like what is. And I'm like, dog, I was like, look, at this point, you could just watch 
anything you want. Anything, any kind of wrestling that you want, it's out there for you. If you want to go a little more hardcore, go watch GCW. If you want to watch more technical shit, you could watch like New Japan or even some Impact. If you want to be sports entertained, you could stay with WWE. If you want to watch some high-flying shit, you got AEW. And even if you want to stay away from those, bro, on YouTube, there's so many wrestling companies out there. I, I mean, it's thriving. To me, honestly, wrestling is thriving. People are coming back more into the, um, you know, the tickets are selling out more and more, more arenas. There's a lot more independent wrestling that I've been seeing pop up because you know how the algorithm works on Instagram. Your phone be listening to you and shit. So whatever you talk about, it shows you. And it's been mm -hmm. showing me like daily wrestling. Um, I got one place here in Pembroke Pines that I've been meaning to go to, but they keep canceling shows. But uh, I'm going to end up going there in a couple of months to see them. And it's like, I just think right now it's as popular as it once was, you know? Because obviously, if you look at ratings and things like that, but there's so much wrestling that it's just, I feel like it's thriving. It's, it's, it's definitely on an upswing. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say popularity-wise, though, just a little uh, response to your, your statement. Popularity-wise, it's coming back. It's just the factor of the average person that I used to watch wrestling, but I know who stone cold is i know who the mm -hmm. rock undertake those people aren't really around in abundance as one could say the hardcore fan and whether where the hardcore fan whether it's the fan of the sports entertainment company predominantly sports entertainment company by way of wrestling the professional wrestling company with the sports entertainment faction in it <laughs> you know or you have all like you mentioned all the other indies uh impact that people be saying keep people keep saying that impact is killing it i still don't tune in but i follow along i try to pay attention to what's going on so for my first quarter of the year it's been great like lou mentioned man like one of the things that i picked up uh more or less this year was um i would say pal pro wrestling by way of the channel wrestling with regret which is you know, no, plug, no serious plug, but the dude Brian Zane does a phenomenal job with his wrestling content. Probably my favorite, if not the only wrestling content I watch on YouTube, with the exceptions of certain other things like Dark Side of the Rings, maybe some WrestleMania's, things like that. But there's so much, like Lou mentioned, so much, so much wrestling out there. And the internet wrestling community has been kind of tame so far in some respects, with the exception to, as you see, it, well, if you're watching us on YouTube or not, probably not just yet, but the Starfire Podcast on TikTok, come follow. The TikTokers, on, the TikTokers in Wrestling Talk make me ride in waves. There's like some that's like, yo, I can't take you because you're doing the Book of T. All you do is shitting on everything else that's not WWE. Then you got the cats who talk about the old school, the new school, a little bit of everything. Um, then you got another one of my favorite creators, which we're try I'm going to try to get her on our show. She loves talking about deathmatch wrestling. That's one of them things I love. So the, the variety of fan out there, you can find more people that like, like what you like. And 2022 has been off to a pretty okay start. Yeah, I like. I think the same thing. I think almost every pay per view. I'm not saying the other word 
to call a pay-per-view because it's still pay-per-view, damn it. But I think they've all been pretty good so far. I think just all the companies out there have had a bunch of different surprises. I just think everything's honestly delivered so far. Even uh, even me, like the past four weeks, just by happen, I've watched Raw, and that's the show everyone craps on the most, has been actually not bad. Dynamite's been a hit as usual. You know what I mean? Watching Dynamite is something you've got to fit in your routine schedule, you know? Then obviously Cody going, and then now we got CM Punk getting ready to fight for a title for the first time in however many years. You know, gonna. I think that's going to help bring AEW on the map. It's going to get Hangman up there, whether he wins or loses. So I think everything in the wrestling world is just going absolutely right right now. And I'm kind of excited just to see, you know, where it just keeps going from here, you know. But I've definitely enjoyed it a lot so far this year, you know. But I probably haven't been this excited for the beginning of a half, I guess, of a quarter of a year since maybe 2019 when, like, Kofi Mania and stuff was on a roll. Oh, Thought 2020, uh, 2020 was honestly off to a great start. Dynamite just started, and then, you know, that Royal Rumble was very good, but then obviously, you know, COVID happened and all that. But Then COVID say, came and said. Yeah, yeah, COVID said that, especially to uh, your boy Drew McIntyre. You know, the uh, <laughs> Thunder, Thunder Dome champ, whatever you want to call him. But, yeah, overall, and, you know, I think it's also, been good. Too, also, COVID hit who I wanted to briefly go into with y'all. If we could cover some news before we get to our first topic, which is the first quarter MVPs of 2022. <laughs> but um, Adam Page, the hangman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he keeps we, we barely seeing him on television. He, I believe, just caught COVID again. If I'm wrong, correct me, people. But um, you see some tension in the dark order, and, and yeah. teams that have been surrounding him, like the homie B Rob shared in the chat earlier a video of uh Stu Grayson going off, and a lot of people have been ha- has had Stu Grayson on their mind and in their mentions and in their comments when it comes to the wrestling world because they say his name is no longer on the AEW roster online. Mm-hmm. He was going through contract different contract talks that have fell through, whatever the case may be. What are y'all thoughts on all of this, man? And y'all mentioned Adam Page. That's what triggered me. Yeah. Um, Think about that. There's another discussion we'll have about him another time because we'll we'll debate on that later on Mm -hmm. how great of a champion has he been. Yeah, exactly. This whole Stu Grayson situation. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's kind of crazy because the world is reacting him leaving, you know, especially that video like B-Rob shared, but like, if it's a huge, huge name now, that guy's very talented. Um, but yeah, I guess like TK doesn't believe so far, and you know, granting releases or releasing talent, he lets it expire. But I think for guys like him, and this is where maybe my knowledge or just simply age could kind of come in, but I feel when you start hiring these guys like Keith Lee, Swerve, who else, like the Jeff Hardy coming in, like, it sucks, but a guy like you who was there from day one and with that faction and then, you know, R.I.P. Brody Lee, but some of you are going to get pushed to the side because of these big-name talents coming in. Look at, like, yeah. William <clears throat> Regal, you know, because William Regal is there now. He's getting it. So I feel for the guy, especially what that was as a shoot, and he was very – aggravated and passionate and that's probably how a lot of the wwe wrestlers feel when they're not granted their release um 
But I hope now that he's a free man, he goes out to wherever that is he be and get that passion back and do what a lot of these guys and girls do from day one is they want to be in the ring. But I definitely kind of like seeing the love he's getting from online, saying like, yo, this is good for him. Let him go do his thing. So, Yeah, because Lou, like one of the things behind even within the – that I kind of see layered within this conversation is a lot of people in talking about him are, are utilizing that term of the wrestler not being properly used. And I had asked somebody that definition who's yet to answer, but I, I want to know, like uh, on top of your thoughts with Stu Grayson, like what, what to you is being properly used? So this is the thing for me, because this thing has a lot of layers. So as far as Stu Grayson's concerned, he's no longer with AEW. His contract came up, and him and TK could not come to a financial agreement. And they just he just let his contract expire, and Stu goes his way, and you know TK goes his way. Same thing happened with, uh, I think, also Marco Stunt. Mm-hmm. Marco Stunt reached. Right now, it's been rumored that he was leaving, but they just started posting. He just posted on social media a picture of him and Jurassic Express. And Jungle Boy posted a picture of him hugging Marco. So uh, he was also just released along with, not released. See, you got to watch the wording here. His contract <laughs> expired. There's, yeah, there's they, a difference between the two there's companies. There's a big difference, yeah. and it's something a lot of people need to understand. Yes. So the contract came up. They couldn't come to an agreement. And so your contract's up. You're no longer part of AEW. So that's what happened with those two. Now, as far as Stu and that video, that video was from Being the Elite. And that was from like almost like three or four weeks ago. Um, so, you know, I wasn't aware that he was having contract issues at that time, but I don't know if that was a shoot, if it was a work, if it was what it was, but he seemed to have a lot of emotion behind it. So it kind of seemed like it was coming from the heart. And, um, here's the thing though, from a, from a business standpoint, this is the problem that Tony Khan has. So you started a company with all these rogue outlaws and these guys from, you know, ROH and New Japan and these guys who were beloved from the independents. And now as you get your TV deal and you start building things, these other people who were available, who were big stars on a bigger stage now become available to you. So this company is only about three years old. So he's trying to build a general audience. Now, do you think you're going to build a general, a bigger general audience with CM Punk and Daniel Bryant and Keith Lee? Or with Stu Grayson and Marco Stunt and Bam. These that's that's the problem Tony Khan has right now. So it's easy for me to sit here on the outside and be like, listen, these these guys who are lesser known gotta understand that this is how it is. Because of course they want their shine now. They feel like they've they're the ones who help bring this company up. But in order to build it higher, you need these names. So that's why they're always on TV. That's what people don't understand. Like you're always seeing Keith Lee, you see Swerve, you see CM Punk, you see Daniel Bryant, freaking uh, why can't I remember his name? I was about to call him Dean Ambrose, uh, Moxley, Moxley, Adam Cole. And even and even with that, who are the champions right now? You got an unknown Jane Cargill, Thunder Rosa, who ain't, wasn't even from anywhere really big. She came from NWA, and before that, she was in I believe Lucha Underground. Cobra Moon. Um, who are your champions? Jurassic Express, tag team champions. You got Hangman Page, who's an original, who's your champion. So even with that, with Tony using these bigger names, quote unquote, to try to build the company, he's still taking care of his 
main future stars that have built the company up. So I think he's toting the right line, but people have to understand that, like, bro, if you're not, if the crowd is not out there chanting for you, you're, you're probably not going to get on the big show. You're going to be on dark. You're going to be on elevation. You you know what I'm saying? And, yep. and that's just the way things is right now. Yeah. And what you, and what you <clears throat> just said there is something that I think, excuse me, most of the internet wrestling community needs to understand is that, yo, if you look at the bigger scope of what AEW is doing, like you just said, all the champions were people who came from the beginning. They came from the bottom. This too, you can look at, you can look at, you can look at for Thunder Rosa. Excuse me for repeating. You can look at, but uh, Thunder Rosa, this was a payoff for all the phenomenal work she did for them during the pandemic and being a phenomenal character, phenomenal wrestler and all that good stuff. Uh, so it makes sense for somebody who can quote unquote be a not one of the originals be champion. Jay Cargill, when we knew she was coming, we knew that that TBS title was crafted out of yep. probably out of her fine ass waistline. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. so we knew that was coming. And then the men's championships, absolutely. Tony, Tony has done nothing but put the strap on all the people who've been there from day yeah. one. And I and, think, and one uh, of them is my MVP, which we'll get to a little later. Yep. Because my MVP is going to come for something like that as well. But the thing is, and I think this is just outside looking in scope, is this is where I kind of put on, I would say, more of my WWE goggles with referring to Ada. What I mean by this is the ones that are getting over from day one that aren't the punks or whatever are the ones that have a defined character. Your MJFs, even Jade. Like, Jade's still kind of green, but she's a character. She's getting things going. Look. <clears throat> Hook, who finally just spoke, who I love Hook, just from his walk, his music, whatever. Dan Housen, like a guy who just signed like two months ago, all over the internet. Like, you know, Jungle Look, Express, the tag Dan Housen, Dan Housen made his name prior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, and then, and he's just keeping it going, though. He's keeping it going. Like, you saw when he, when he casted the spell or whatever, or when he cursed, I mean, uh, William Regal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's doing his thing. And then... Even like Hangman, like Hangman's very good in the ring, but he's still before you can, you know, the beer thing kind of slowed down for obvious reasons and things like that, but still kind of had that character. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is. I think AEW, yes, it's that more professional wrestling, you know, technical by the book, whatever you want to call it, day one style, but you still need a character in modern day to get over because of our attention spans. And to that, Nick, it, it, it speaks to something that I was preaching about for a while now, is that these guys and girls were mostly indie darlings who never truly worked on television. Mm -hmm. And so yep. a lot of the internet wrestling community were quick to want to rush what AEW does because what we know we live in a microwave society. We're all hip hop heads. We all know about how the rap music game has turned into a microwave society when it comes to radio and industry wise. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of staying power. And so but when how that translates to wrestling is they're still trying to build their staying power. What Lou mentioned in, in talking and in bigger stars from, say, WWE, who 
WWE is a master at teaching wrestlers how to work television. Mm-hmm. They're masters at teaching wrestlers how to work safe, how to work yep. smart. They are who they are for a reason. It would be who of you if you were owner of a company that would be talented to help develop. <clears throat> Thinking about a specific name, everybody questioning, oh, everybody's questioning, where's Jay Lethal? Where's Jay Lethal? A person like Jay Lethal is so important to wrestling people on a dark or dark elevation that the average fan just doesn't get because they're not looking into it by layers. And remember the last time how I scribe, I watch. Like, I kind of watch from a learning how the production style works, learning how a match is worked from an outsider's perspective, but not watching it for the who's <clears throat> and the flipping the floppy stuff. Like, I'm watching the actual technical technician like moves in the ring, watching how it flows, continuing to learn the sport that way instead of just being a fan, which I'm still going to always be a fan. And a person like a Jay Lethal, a person like a Ruby Soho, which a lot of people are now complaining, where is she, where is she? These people are working the darks and dark elevations because they've been there before. And the point of those shows is to help get over new talent. You So you it, a level of patience needs to come on to people who want to just choose to hate on AEW. This is not a hate on WWE piece of conversation right now. Just remember that, people. Yeah, but yeah. and I think what we live in the society where people want things and they want it right now. They want it Microwave. right, like not not like not yeah. like not like next Friday. They want it now. No, today. Like, say friggin' Hook does something great. Tomorrow on Dynamite. I want Hook to be AEW champion. If he's yeah. not fighting for the title next Wednesday, people bitch about it. Yeah. And, just and, one and, last that's thing. Just it, and that's how it is with all of them. You know what I mean? That's how it is with every yeah. company. They want it and that, they want and, it now. And and that's why we get, before you go, Lou, that's why we get all of those people with the, well, how come these people aren't being, quote, unquote, used properly? Because they see a big name move over. They automatically <sighs> think, yo, you got to throw the rocket on them, throw it or a strap on them or a title or a championship. They, they, they need to see these people just going consistently like that and letting stuff simmer, marinate. That's how food usually tastes better. When it's cooked slow and low. Gotta let it rock. I just wanted to t- touch on Jay Lethal. Um, I'm really glad to see Jay Lethal on TV. Um, I've never really seen anything like Jay Lethal. I don't think people really understand how good a worker that guy is. Like, he's a tremendous worker he can be a comedy act he can be a serious guy he can do hardcore he can do lucha he can do technical like jay lethal is a i really enjoy i really enjoy jay lethal matches i'm really glad he's i'm not a biggest fan of the angle that's happening right now but i'm glad that he's getting on tv but one last thing about Stu grayson um just because these people are our contracts are expiring that doesn't mean that you'll never see them again so Again, mm-hmm. these pe- again, when we talk to these people in the internet wrestling community who don't have the patience, you need to understand CM Punk's not going to be around forever. Moxley's not going to be around forever. Eventually, you're going to have these young guys who are on the roster. They're going to be the ones, and slowly they're going to build up. Every year, the ranks reset. Nobody's going to be a hundred and you know, 42 and 2000, you know, they're not going to have like negative 800 wins. Every year the ranks reset, everybody goes back to one. 
which is what I like about this ranking system. So guys like Lee Moriarty, Dante, you know, these are the guys who are going to be the big stars because in five years, 10 years, maybe they don't want to hear that or they don't want to wait that long. But yo, you can, if your contract expires, you can go somewhere, bro. Go hone your craft elsewhere. And if you want to come back, you come back and it'll be like, oh my God, Dante Martin's back. We haven't seen Dante and blah, blah, blah. And that, that's how fucking wrestling works, man. Dude, the WWE model right there, Drew McIntyre. Vince had him on the highest of high pedestals, like how he had theory. He wasn't working to his standards. I got to let you go. Go show your oats elsewhere. Brought him right back, and look where he became. Yep. And not so, just and, yeah, and not just him. Look at Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, I I agree with honestly both of your guys' takes. It's just we live in an impatient world in general. I wouldn't just say wrestling, but I would definitely obviously we're speaking wrestling, so we definitely live in an impatient world. Oh, um, yeah. just like. Yeah, just just everything, just everything. Everyone's just impatient, but yeah, sorry. Yep. But what we're gonna transition to next, as Dan kind of mentioned a little earlier, was uh, the MVPs. So if you gentlemen wanna wouldn't mind, I'd like to take the totem pole here for just one second. I got two. I got one for like personal reasons, and two just for what the guy did. But my Hold no on. crap. What's up? I see now. I asked for three. I said, give us three. And then I can only you think added, of two. That's fine. And then you added in women the other day. So I got three for both, but it's nice to know you got two. Yeah, give same here. I, I, I was trying to go with one, but I kind of did a thing where I got mm-hmm. I ended up with three for each. So, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I had two, too. But so, because I, the way I broke it down in my head, right? But I kind of like that we're all going to have a different thing because that shows our different opinions. So, the personal one that I went with when I was thinking MVP, who's someone that made me want to watch TV every week? Did I like what they were doing in the ring? Everything like that, right? Just overall, who drew my attention? Someone that hasn't. I went with MJF for my MVP. Just between what he was doing with Punk, that great promo he had, and then when you just couldn't tell, like, was the dude really upset? Was he not? What he's doing now with Wardlow, which... When we have this conversation, if we do it again next quarter, don't be surprised if I say Wardlow because that dude's been catching my eye a lot more than usual lately as well. And that's in tribute to the MVP of MJF. Um, but I, I, I don't know if you guys agree. I think he had had a phenomenal 2022 so far. Hell yeah. Phenomenal. Hell and then yeah. the other one I had, because like I always say Roman because I love Roman. But, and this one's more because of the name relevancy and just how long of a topic it was. And I had to give Cody a shout out between, you know, the per- like just how proper he was about it with the release letter, him and Tony Khan doing that. Then we had conversations about it, busted open that conversation to everyone. Is it a work? Is he going to WWE? I'm not a guy who watches raw all the time. I don't think you are uh, either Lou, but we were talking the chat like, yo, is this dude coming? Is this dude coming? Every week, then, oh, my God, it's going to happen in Jacksonville because WWE is going to shoot that shot. It's just beautiful. Then all the way to the entrance, just in what he's been doing since, just in general, getting his name out there, kind of coming back, getting, like I said, way popular. 
Uh, I just saw a tweet the other day. It was confirmed. He did like Cena numbers, Mania Weekend with his merch. Like I love seeing that. You know what I mean? Um, so that's why I had on the male side. Well, on the on. female. We, Say we'll again? wait on. We'll wait on the We're women wait. until we give. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, before we close, <clears throat> I, I wanted to just give you a. Cody was that close on my list. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was that yeah. close. Yeah, but I'll save I'll save some of my honorable mentions because you actually mentioned the two of them. But go yeah, ahead. I'll have to. He'll definitely be my honorable mention. But so again, <clears throat> sorry, I'm gonna like a, I think I'm getting sick. Um. I, 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 I had to go with three guys. And for me, I kind of went a little bit of a different direction. I didn't go with like the typical thing, or at least I don't think so. So for me, and they're not in any order, because to me, it's just these three guys have held it down for me as far as wrestling and, and the things that they do and the, the things that they've been accomplishing I've made me really want to pay attention. So for me, I got to start with Edge. Edge... Since he's come back, I feel like, and the reason I pick Edge as an MVP is because when he came back originally with the the Royal Rumble thing, that's one of the most, like, I got emotional watching that shit. Like, I've watched that shit. I don't know how many times I've watched that return. I watched the two different angles and, and all that. But I just feel like he's having so much fun now um, since he's been able to have this, like, second lease on life with the, you know, with his injury and everything. He's coming back and he's doing like all the little things that he's always wanted to like do. And he's coming up with like all these ideas. And I think it's really cool. Like he did the brood mm-hmm. thing. He came back. He was a phase. Now he's a heel. And now he's a heel again doing this like judgment day thing. He's bringing punishment Martinez up. Supposedly Rhea is going to join that group and they're going to have like a little stable. So I've really enjoyed um, watching edge kind of like just have fun. He even, even that thing with the Miz, like, he got to wrestle with his wife mm-hmm. on a big stage. Like he's just like having fun, and I'm here for it, bro. I'm I'm here for to watch Edge have fun. That I just love that shit. Um, my MVP of MVPs, honestly, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. I mean, every match that he's had, he's been coming in, and he's been, and it's no surprise, he's working his ass off. Every match that he's been doing, all that that whole sequence where he had uh, he was doing different finishers for every match, and then doing the posing, having people tap out in different ways, all his promo game, the way he went from instantly from like a good guy to a bad guy, like he just instantly turned into a bad guy, and it was, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen a dude who was like so over as a good guy, come out in one week and just was like, okay. And it only took one promo. One episode of Dynamite. And he was like, oh, he's a bad guy now. And he was just a bad guy. That's it. Um, tremendous, tremendous matches, dude. Defending everything. I just, Daniel Bryan for me is must see TV. As much as I'm enjoying Blackpool Combat Club, I'm not the biggest fan of it because I'm mm-hmm. kind of, I'm confused as to what they're trying to accomplish. I don't know if they're working on trios titles. I, I, I don't know. But, Maybe they're gonna like ease them into a feud with like Jericho because they got their sports entertainers group and these guys are like the fighters and maybe they'll do something like that. But House of Black, yeah, you know, uh, they could do that. I just I'm a little confused about the angle, but I am enjoying it. And finally, I had to throw my man in, uh, 
the Mad King, Eddie Kingston, for me, is a dude who, when he's on the screen, whether if it's a promo, whether it's matches, you know, he's not the most technical guy. He's not a high flyer. He gets gassed quickly. Uh, but God damn it, when I see Eddie Kingston on TV, I'm watching. I'm not looking away. My phone is down on the table. I need to hear what he's saying. I need to watch his matches. I need to, I absorb it all because he's just for me. Eddie for me is must see TV. And as far as where he could go, you know, the other two guys, they've basically done it all. I need Eddie to, he doesn't have to win it, but I need him going after that TNT title. He needs to have a little better run than that thing he did with Miro. I enjoyed the thing with Miro, but I need to see Eddie go for a title. I need to see him. I would love to see him win the TNT title. I really would. Um, and I think that you were, you're, you're, you could take advantage of a gigantic baby face pop with him winning mm -hmm. in his hometown if they did that. So for me, those are my three uh, I, men MVPs. Good, good choice on the Eddie Kingston because he was kind of <clears throat> an honorable mention in my thinking. Because on the mic, the dude, as soon as you said him and you said he's must, I, I, I had my Stephen A brain going on. I was like, the brother is must see. He is box office. Like, the dude knows how to draw. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He knows how to draw because it's real from him. When when he delivers, it's real. But I'm, I'm very, very, I was very intrigued by everybody's list because we all had something different. Every last one of us. I'll start from the bottom up to me. Number three MVP for the first quarter. Kevin Owens. Yeah, we're talking about what people one. have done on we're talking about what people have done on the mic and what just personality, you know. This dude has been can't miss a year from talking his way into a night one with his idol. Phenomenal. Now, with the not Ezekiel, you're Elias stuff. TV gold now. And I'm I'm seeing most of it by way of the internet and stuff like that because I don't have USA to tune in. And, you know, he's not really on mm. SmackDown much. He's a Raw guy, right? So I, I really definitely can't say yeah. he's a Raw yeah. guy. So I'm going based off of all the clips and stuff on the internet and He's one of my favorites as far as a heftier guy, you know, a kid who definitely shopped in the Husky section of J.C. Penney's when he was younger. So Kevin Owens is my number three. My number two is Sammy Guevara. My number two is Sammy Guevara. TNT TV, champ TV champion twice this year. Phenomenal match in time this dude steps in the ring. And now with, quote-unquote, his kind of neutral slash heel turn with his girlfriend, and all they have to do is just stand next to each other on television, and he draws immense heat from everybody, that's that shit that you just can't just drum up out of nowhere. That's yeah, it works because I hate him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so. There you go. But, but it's okay to hate him. But you can't hate on that kid's talent in the ring. 
mm-hmm. like somebody who puts it all out there and got got the last match out of uh, Cody Rhodes before he left uh, when his contract was up. So Sammy Guevara is my number two, but my number one, my number one, I'm actually going to the world of, and I want to say the NWA first, then Impact, then GCW, then Lose Sneezing, then every other wrestling promotion, then every other wrestling promotion that this man has worked in, Matt freaking Cardona. Oh, man. Hey, he's he's having a great year. Matt Cardona is having a phenomenal year. Nope. Phenomenal. Can't hate on that at all. You know, from freaking being the Impact Digital Media Champion for most of the year thus far, him beating, uh, uh, what the hell, Trevor Murdoch for the NWA uh, heavyweight strap, the 10 pounds of gold. Is he and, still and NWA champion? He's mm-hmm. still NWA champion. Okay. I, let me, I, I had his stats up. The last match that I watched of him that was a title defense for the NWA title. Was, I saw some picture uh, he posted on Twitter, and he had like six belts on the table. He was like, yo, stop booking me for your companies. I can't keep carrying this shit all over the yeah. <laughs> Right? I was like, yo, that's swag, bro. But he is, as I'm reading, he's the he's the AIW absolute and intense champion, the Impact Digital Media champion, and he holds the air quotes, most prestigious championship in all of professional wrestling, the NWA uh, title. Uh, he, he The last match I watched of him MWA-wise was he beat the Pope, which the Pope the Pope had like that, like, he had that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm Rocky trying to come back kind of momentum guy. I gotta take the strap off of this guy who's not one of us type of momentum things and lost. Matt Cardona legitimately when he was telling uh, uh when he was telling uh, uh Billy Corgan like you know like you need me I'm bringing attention to this NWA he legitimately is doing so he yeah, verbalized he right. it he talked this talk and he was 100% right and he is doing so I can't I I you, you want to hate on the dude you want to hate on this guy but you can't you can't but yeah the Cody's was in my honorable mentions because he was, like I said, he was just that off of making my list just because of the jump, which was huge for professional wrestling and sports entertainment because this was the first wrestler to go backwards, you know, to go from AW to WWE. And right. as we know, we, we only kind of view them as the two majors. Nobody really views Impact, unfortunately. Um, I wanted to throw Tony Khan in there because Tony Khan is going to give us what we're going to talk about later. He's just been delivering for the fans, and the fans just continue to find a reason to hate. So yeah, wait, 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 well, hold on, hold on. If we if we're gonna give TK a shout out, you got to give Vincent Kennedy McMahon his shout out for being yeah. for, for giving one of the the worst sells to a to a stunner hey. ever. <laughs> and on that, and he, and he explained everything about himself on the Pat McAfee show. That wow. earned a lot of respect was, to my eyes. It earned a ton of respect to me because you don't get Vince McMahon outside like that. Yeah. You know, that's the best way I can say it. You don't get Vince McMahon outside. But still, him being the head man of the of the company 
he's the one that got to take all the shots. And unfortunately, with a lot of the bullshit that's been going down over there by way of releases, not granting releases to people that don't want to be there no more. You can't keep telling us fans budget cuts when you want there's people who want to leave your company, but you're holding them on the string of, but we got something for you. Look how long it took for Mustafa Ali to come back and finally have something. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I can leave Vince McMahon out, Nick. I'm sorry. And I got the ultimate love and respect for that guy because he was our childhood. Right. You know, Lou? He was he was part of the reason why we got into what we are talking on this podcast. Right. He's the he's he is the original. I mean, obviously not the originator of wrestling, but I, when I grew up, it was WWE, WWF. No, WWF. That's what we grew up on. Fucking F. Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Junkyard Dog, Coco Beware, fucking Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Hercules Hernandez. These were all like my favorites. And that's that's what we grew up on. Me, Kamala. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I always say for people who haven't seen or, or listening to this podcast, I got a picture when I did Kamala one Halloween about a decade or so ago. All right, so we'll just let's jump into the women here. Uh, when yeah. Nick gets back, we'll let him jump in whenever he jumps back in. If he jumps okay. back in, would you like um, me to go first since you went before me the last time? You can, you can go first. Yeah, that's cool. Cool, I got no problem with that. My list is, I, is pretty, it's pretty streamlined, bro. It's I don't think there's gonna be any surprises here. We might, and we might actually, I, I, I doubt they might be in the same order, but I have a feeling we got the same three. I really have a feeling we got the same three. Because that number three for me is Jay Cargill. Plain and simple, phenomenal-looking woman in and outside the ring. Continues to be undefeated. Holding on to the to TBS championship that, like I said, was made for her lovely waist. You mm-hmm. know? like I, I think that thing has been form-fitted now to where if somebody does beat her for it, they're going to have to come with a new strap. Like they, yeah. they're gonna have they're gonna have to recondition to give a new strap. I think <laughs> literally, I think literally the curve on that belt is literally made for her <laughs> her waists. Exactly, like and all the ab mark prints in it. Like, come on now, all them other women don't have them abs like she does on that show. <laughs> but Jade is my number three. My number two is Bianca Belair for obvious reasons of she's probably been the best woman wrestler <clears throat> on the WWE platform. Uh, though this is a debate I want to have with y'all about women wrestling as a whole. Shout out to the homie Brian and, and Kyle and Eddie from the UWO podcast. They kind of went in on this topic that I wanted to have with y'all uh, on this show last night. We'll talk about it. But Bianca Belair, phenomenal, regained the women's championship that she never should have lost the way she did to Becky Lynch uh, last year and just been on a pretty good run. Even though Looking over her stats, most of her matches were about against the same three to five women. Man, she's, she I, wrestled Dewdrop like 15 times. Yep. Picked her up, though. Yeah, yeah. Every time. But when you look at a, a, a laundry list of her, like, I, let me get to the stats that I was looking over right now. She went up against Sonya Deville one, two, three, four times this year. Becky Lynch, one, 
two, three, four, five, six times counting a six person tag match. Like the the yeah, wow. there's a conversation I want to I want to have with y'all about that. But for what she's done against the people that she's wrestled against, and one of Sonya Deville's matches was a dark match. So it is what it is. Count those, not count those. Owen Hart won the title in a dark match. It don't count, unfortunately. But, you know, but Bianca Belair has been my number two woman. And my number one woman is Lou. You know who. La Mera Mera. Absolutely love that woman. I said enough before (laughs) to mention her name. I'll just add on again what that woman has been doing for women's wrestling as a whole by way of her company, Mission Pro, the touring that she's been doing and and spotlighting women's wrestling. Uh, She's a put woman first kind of lady and and does a lot of great things for other people on the outside. Her blogging game has been great. But the fact that she finally gained that AEW heavyweight title, though they should have they could have given it to her. On the pay-per-view, they waited till they was in a hometown, made it very yeah. respectable, gave her a great intro. Thunder Rosa is my, my first quarter MVP, number one overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, obviously our lists are almost identical. Um, and I'll just go ahead and start with Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, multiple-time champion, multiple-promotion champion, this lady's been working her ass off this year. She's been, she's got Mission Pro. She's got Warrior Wrestling. She's got AEW. <clears throat> she does dark matches. She does any match that they throw at her, she takes. It's it's almost like she's daring them. Like, yeah, okay, I'll wrestle then. And then she'll fly to Mexico. And then she'll fly back. And then she'll wrestle in Texas. And then she'll come back. And she'll go to Jacksonville. Like, she's... Her work ethic is 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 tremendous, and she's only getting better and better. She's only been wrestling for six years, and she's she's just she's getting better and better. She adds new moves. She takes some stuff out that doesn't work. I love her. I, I love I love that woman so much. <laughs> I love I her so much. I it's, it's, I can't. I, it's almost embarrassing when I whenever I bring up a topic because it's like I always have to bring her up, and I'm like constantly always saying the same shit over and over again. But it's just it's facts. She's She's tremendous. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with that either. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I her, her intensity, her intensity is phenomenal too. Yeah, her character, everything that she does, her character work in the ring is tremendous. Everything. Uh, speaking of simping, my other MVP, I definitely have to give it to Jade Cargill. Jade, <clears throat> I love talking about Jade Cargill. Um, she. That woman, talking about working hard, she's supposedly, from what I understand, is like the first one in the gym, and she's the last one to leave. And she stays there, and she works with everybody. She works with – now she's working with Brian Danielson. I think that's old news, but I, still, it's just I, – I think it's it's just noticeable in her work that she stepped it up from when she started to where she is now. And her character, her Twitter game – her promo, just the way she carries herself, her her body, she looks like she's like, she's like a Greek goddess. Like I've never seen so many, I've never seen such vascularity and lines on a human. Like it's crazy. Like she's like the 
she's like the female Tony Nese. I think Tony Nese is like the only other one of the dudes that I can kind of compare because they're just like point zero body fat. This shit is crazy. The abs um, are insane. Yeah, but she's Jade is just it's I see nothing but good things for her in the future. So this is where we're gonna deviate. And I know I'm probably gonna get laughed at here, but when I was looking at the text that you sent, it said I have it here. I believe I have it here. It definitely said growth in 2020, etc. Right. So when I thought about that, I was like, yeah, I could throw in Bianca, who I, I love Bianca, or I could throw in Becky Lynch, or I could throw Sasha in. You know, Sasha, since she's come back, has been doing work. But honestly, I'm going to have to go with Nikita Lyons. You, damn it, that's mine. So, listen, you guys have to understand. You guys have to understand. I see something in this woman, obviously more than just her physical appearance, which is phenomenal. It's like the woman of my dreams. But I see something. I, I can imagine Vince sitting in his chair like this. Like, he can't wait to get her on the main roster. Mm-hmm. She, just, she just needs to get a little tighter. She needs to get much tighter in the ring because she's a little wild style out there. And I'm not saying as far as technical wrestling or anything that she's, you know, up there with any of these people. But God damn it. That woman is going to be the biggest thing on Raw when she gets called up. And if they do it right and they give her vignettes and all that and they have video packages before she comes up, you know, those those same ones that she kind of had in NXT with a little more production. When she gets out there and they put a mic in her hand, bro, she's going to fucking blow. And I just see big things for her. I don't I don't think she's she makes it the rest of the year on NXT. I don't think so. I think sometime in like September, October, they're gonna call her. Mm-hmm. She's this year. She's gonna be on Raw. I can almost guarantee it. Like I just see her. I see a lot of star power in her. She might not be the best in the ring, but that mm-hmm. character is gonna get her over. Well, yeah, that, that I'm not. I'm I'm not laughing at you because star power wise and for obvious reasons why she is being shot to the top all over the <clears> internet. <throat> All over the internet. Um, I just I haven't really got to see much of her in the ring, and I I don't I never hear good things about her in the ring. But she's fortunate, in my opinion, because as we heard about WWE possibly making, I, I heard a video today make uh, talking about how WWE might be thinking about doing cuts every ninety days to NXT talent, probably because they got a stable of they got a stable of people. Uh, in the in the nil deal and shit, shit like that, which wow, if, bro. If, if 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 again, it's internet rumor. It's not truth. So I so yeah. So on. I'm, so because I I'm, I read I'm, what it said, and they're giving them ninety days to transition instead of thirty days. When you're in okay. NXT and you get released, you only yeah, have thirty days. They're giving 30, the newer right? NXT ninety okay. days. So whoever reported that reported it wrong then because now that changes my opinion because what I was thinking was was if they were cutting people for quote-unquote not getting it fast enough, she's got it because the internet loves her because of her look. But I never hear good things about her in the ring, and I digress on that. Mm -hmm. But still not a bad pick because she's got a long way to go. And we're talking about the first quarter, Nick. What's your picks? Yeah, so I'm going to keep it going because she was my number three. Because she is getting better in the ring. 
and people got to remember NXT is not the old NXT. That's what she's there for. Yeah. And like Ruth, she's just getting over and over and over, whether it's physically, the mic, whatever. You see, we all like, I'm like, Lou, I'm not a big ratings guy, but I click on damn near every wrestling article I see. And her quarter hour ratings, like when that girl's on TV, she draws, which is cool, which is cool. I like seeing that just from the ring, just everything. I know. Because of the draws. Because of the draws. (laughs) She's just, and like I said, she's just one. They're going to, I see her slowly, as as long as her ring work gets better, quicker. She's going to get that Braun Breaker treatment. They'll either put the strap on her at NXT. She'll be the one to meet, uh, beat Mandy. Or they're just going to send her up. Um, I hope because the big thing is, and I'm a true believer in this, especially in the WWE world, but I believe in it in general. Character is going to take you further than your in-ring ability nowadays. It just is my opinion. You know, I mean, and obviously, clearly, WWE is that clear, clear example of that. We don't have to break into people. It's just me. She got but character. You're right, because it, in the WWE world, part of the reason why when Vince said he just wanted to be different and calling the wrestlers superstars is because they want to try to create that next crossover superstar. Mm-hmm. But even... AEW, the ones that are super over have characters. You need a character. She's got a character. I'd say she's the only young one in NXT right now with a definite character. You know, like Ron Breaker is just very good, but I don't think he's got a great character. Hey, come on now. Look at that. Fam. For the, Fam. For the ones watching. So, yes, yeah, so I won't man. beat up that drum no more because my mind's very similar. My number two, Thunder Rosa. That girl deserves everything she's got coming her way. And going, I'm excited to see her. Hopefully, they haven't said her match yet, a double or nothing. Whatever it is, I'm going to be marking out for her. I'm very, she's, me and my girl actually talking about this last night, people, because this is my first AEW show. I'm just so excited between that, first other company show in a long, long time. She was actually the second person just sitting there in casual conversation. I rattled off saying who I'm excited to see. Number one was Punk, because he's one of my all-time faves, so. Naturally, she first AEW born talent that well not born, but you know what I mean. That came to mind was her to see live. So amped to see her. Happy she got her flowers in her hometown. I love seeing people win in their hometown. I know that's usually the auntie, but I love seeing that. And then number one, and probably for obvious reason because she's my favorite, is Bianca. You know, I I'll even argue I'll say it full time, and because it's I'll throw bias out there. I'm biased towards Bianca. I love her. I love Montez. Dude was a Marine. Marine, we were late. The whole nine. Bianca just getting her flowers. They had that good. She had that phenomenal match with Becky. Um, yeah, it's crazy because I don't know if this is going to transition to what you wanted to talk to, Dan, with women's wrestling. Yes. Our men weren't very, like, super far off, but they weren't close. But it's crazy women's-wise. It's even to the Nikita Lions point. Like, we've got a very similar mind when it comes to women wrestling. So what were you what were you wanted to throw out there with when it came to women's wrestling? Well, yes, we did have a similar mind in multiple ways that one because you know very attractive women first and foremost. Let's just get our man shit out of the way. Very attractive women across the board. But regardless of that, because we are the wrestling fans that we are, we actually are more attracted to what they're doing in ring first. Let's just keep that. I'm and I'm being honest for myself. I 
I'm more attracted to what they're doing and getting done and progressively getting better at in ring. In ring, because if it wasn't for professional wrestling, we wouldn't know who none of them women were. We wouldn't know at all. But the conversation behind the women and seeing how, with the exception of Nick, we all picked AEW talent. Lou and I had two with one WWE. You had two WWE, one AEW. The conversation behind Becky Lynch mentioning the WWE's women's division and locker room is better than anybody's out there. It's highly debatable. And in my opinion, at this moment in time, is slightly wrong. Is slightly wrong. And I only say that because now, AEW, yes, we we talked about it before, how they got to work out the kinks to display the women more. But also, while watching AEW and watching their women's division, which everybody thought was shit in the beginning, every last one of them women, for the most part, has gotten immensely better in the ring, for the most part. And from the lowest of lows, if you want to even call it the lows, I think of the bunny. She was not good in the beginning. She is actually excellent now. She's gotten a lot better than where she's at now. But then you think about Layla Hirsch. She's just a little short, but she can go. She can wrestle. Might probably got to pick her pace up a little bit, maybe show a little bit more speed if that's her game or not. Got Jay Cargill, Cargill, who's still a work in progress. She's a work in progress. I believe she is kind of like to what Steve Mongo McMichaels was in WCW. Didn't start really wrestling until they got on the big show. And so she's kind of been learning on, on the job training. Britt Baker. You can't say nothing bad about Britt Baker. You want to talk about somebody again who in the beginning looked very iffy to the woman she is now. It's like light years change. Thunder Rosa, we don't need to say much more about her. They got Serena Deeb, who's one of the greatest women in the world. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I, I don't know what the fuck Becky was th- was thinking when she said that shit. Like, and and I know there's a lot of talent in the in the women's <laughs> roster in WWE. There is. There's a lot of talent. There's not a lot of women on the roster, but they do and have that, a lot of talent. They do. And, they, you know, Shayna. That was a part of the point I wanted to get to real quick, Lou, was that WWE women, like when I mentioned uh, Bianca Belair being my second pick, Bianca has fought all the same three to five women like I mentioned. It's like how often could you do that? With In AEW, yeah, Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb was on their fifth match of their series. Yeah. But they at least are running they, a program. They got a blood feud, though. Right, that there you go. Best way to say it. Blood feud. Compared to this is all you have to wrestle with. But the difference to me in the WWE women, and I'll throw it back to you after this point, is the WWE women, with the exception of some of the smaller women, tend to wrestle cleaner matches. Their movesets look crisper, and they wrestle for television well, very well, for the most part. So I'll intertwine here because I I think WWE's is better, but I also think 
because I always give everyone their credits. I like being on the positive guy. AW is doing a lot better at improving it, but they could do better. And what I mean by that is you'll see, and I don't care if it's just for TV time. Sometimes the women get shafted on Dynamite. And Sometimes. Rampage. They do. And WWE, you know, they might have the same matches, but look at what they're doing to improve their new crop of women. On NXT, like the past three weeks, like more than half of the shows featured the women. They're doing the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, so they're trying to already define it. And now they're just, I think they're just establishing more with giving people, Bianca, I think once his little Ronda Rousey kicks ends, like I think it's cool. I was there for the cup of coffee, now I'm like, I'm over it. But their talent, they're doing more to keep their talent going. I think what happened with WWE, why they're in the predicament they're in, is because we could argue in 2015-16, when they brought all those women up, it was great. Everything was amazing, right? But now I think they're starting to develop their new one. I'll definitely agree on the cleaner and smoother matches. That's why I give AEW its props for doing what they do. But I think they can do a lot better by featuring it a lot more. I think, and then maybe that's where the flaw is, is just that they're not featuring it more mm-hmm. compared to WWE yeah. women to say the women's roster is totally better is different. Now, I think that they have the GOAT of all women's wrestlers in Charlotte Flair on their roster, who unfortunately, when I watch her nowadays, like a lot of people think, like they said last night on UWO, they think she regressed. I look at her regression as more as, it's the recycling of the same talent over and over again. It's boring. I've mentioned it on our yeah. show before. How it's she? She needs to see other people. She, she needs to go to AEW. She needs to see. She needs to go to Japan. Anyway, she needs to. She needs to go against other women from around the world. That's why I can't. Like I can sit back and say, and we'll save this rabbit hole conversation for another day. The WWE World Championship is not a true world championship because they don't go outside of their world, but they are the WWE universe. They're in their own ecosystem. I get it. But to me, you're not the greatest in the world when you're not truly taking on the world. Difference between the two companies, Tony allows his talent to continue to go get bookings and get your money. Go get paid. Go work. Go work outside. It's okay. I get why WWE doesn't do it. But you got the GOAT in women's wrestling who just it she's just kind of taking nights off and just doing yeah. playing the hits, doing what she gotta do. And that's what it is. But then when you get to like like if we were to sit here and try to break it down to a top half, bottom half, I think AEW's bottom half might be better. And the bottom half of the WWE women's bottom half. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm but if the, if the WWE women went to AEW, Lou, I think that they would give great <clears throat> matches to some of these women who are still in development. That's so, the thing. Oh, sorry. That's, one quick thing, Lou. Just one, one, like good. 30 seconds before you go. So I heard the Forbidden Door is opening from AEW to WWE because TK is final, finally acknowledge Roman Reigns. No, I'm just kidding. I just had to say that. All right, Lou. Shit. No, I just think as far as um, like I said, Becky Lynch is wilding for, for making that statement and and I'm not saying that because I think the AEW women's roster is so much better. I just think it's not comparable. You have 
mm-hmm. a very small subset of, of, of performers on one side. And then on the other side, you have like, I don't know how many, what do they got? Like 50, 60 women on that roster or, or, or more, like, especially with dark, like Willow Nightingale, uh, Queen Amanada, the Renegade Twins, like you got all Abaddon. These show- yeah, Abaddon. You got all these people who show up on Dark. It's like way too many. What I think, um, I can understand what Becky is saying if you look at it as far as um, how the matches are called. Because I think uh, with AEW, a lot of these matches are called in the ring. I could be mistaken, but I think a lot of these women are left to do basically whatever they want in there. And I think that's a mistake because if you look at WWE, they have a certain style where they, you know, call it restricting or whatever you want. They don't let them do certain things. And that makes for cleaner matches, depending on the performer. Now, if we're talking about Tamina, everything she does is fucking terrible. So that's not really, you know, comparable. But, you know, when you're looking at Sasha and, and Liv and, and Rhea and these people, they have their moves that they do. Every once in a while, they'll pull maybe something out of, you know, the sky. But it's it's usually always the same thing. Power move, power move. Somebody goes over the top rope. They brawl outside the ring. They go back in the ring. Power, power, power. Finish. So it's kind of I, – I don't see how she can kind of make that comparison. I know she's just cheering for her home team, which is fine. Becky Lynch, what is she supposed to say? Exactly. That AEW women are better? Like, the fuck is yeah. she supposed to say? Yeah, of course she's yeah. going to say that WWE women are better. But – you know, I think what you said about Charlotte is that can you imagine Charlotte going and wrestling some of these Yoshi women in Japan? Like I some of the matches it. that she would have. Can you imagine some Yo, of the matches she could have over there? It would be fucking tremendous because she's stiff know, as fuck. She would she would go off. I yeah. I think like I, I think we would see a different I would I think we would see the side of Charlotte that we want. We want and this and this is the difference into what you just spoke on in WWE has their, their their certain set of moves that they want them to do, i.e., let's remember to go outside to the men. They wanted to change Keith Lee's whole style coming up. Keith Lee, okay. Keith Lee, and Keith Lee and NXT was doing his indie style, yeah. which that's where the difference between the AEW and the WWE sets in is WWE has a system, they have a format that has worked for 50 plus years. Actually, no, I'll give it to 20 or so years because up to a certain point, you could still see the call it in the match style wrestling compared to now. They have them wanting to work within certain parameters where AEW is the major indie company and they allow their wrestlers to wrestle their normal indie styles. And that's where the difference is in. In, in how clean the matches look comparably. But I agree with you. You can't compare them, especially say if you break it down in AEW's top five, WWE's top five. WWE's top five of women blows AEW's top five women out. I, I can totally see it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, I was going to kind of interject, but I, I bro, if, if you're going to say like Charlotte, Becky Lynch, uh, let's throw on um, Bian- Bianca, Sasha. And who would who would run Bailey, up? Oscar. Bailey Oscar. Bailey Oscar. Bailey Oscar. Okay, so then you got Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Jay Cargill. Uh, let's say Serena. If we're going Serena, Serena and Sheeta. Sheeta, yeah, or Statlander. Like they don't, Statlander. they don't compare. They, they, they don't would compare. get smoked. 
I would they love would... to see that fucking Survivor Series match. Come on, let's go. <laughs> they, they episode idea. Episode idea. Now, oh, now, 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 fight-wise, I think the AEW women would be up more for a fight because of the styles of matches that we've gotten to see them in. We just mentioned Sheeta and, and Deeb. They just beat the hell out of each other with kendo sticks and all types of shit. We've seen what Britt and, and Thunder Rosa did, all that blood. Come see, on. that's where I see. That's what I don't like. Yeah, bro. I love it. I love I don't. it. That's the only matches people talk about are those bloody ones. I, well, I'm a I'm a deathmatch wrestling guy. Like, even though I have my limits in death wrestling, I'm just personally not a fan of light tubes because I remember the inside yeah. of the, the filament inside the light tubes. Like, it's you know what I'm saying? But other than, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but other than that, like, I love deathmatch wrestling. I go back to the King of Deathmatch tournaments in '94, '95. When Cactus Jack had his ear ripped off, type shit. Like I, I'm that guy. I'm the guy who was buying the King of Deathmatch tapes where they had Piranha Tank Deathmatches, Scorpion Tank Deathmatches, Cactus Cactus Stalks in the corner instead of with barbed wire ropes. Like that was my style. So I don't wow. mind the blood. Like I've never, I've never really gotten into that type of shit like that deep. But I did, when I was younger, man, I did used to watch, like, and I know it's it's kind of corny to say, like, ECW, but I watched a match with the the, the, the Axel Rotten and Ian Rotten, and they had yes. a Taipei death, they had a Taipei fucking death match. The brothers if anybody the if anybody's If anybody's younger here who doesn't know about ECW, a Taipei death match is they taped up their wrists, they put glue, and they dipped their hands in broken glass. Mm-hmm. And then they just, they just fought. And it's and insane. For the younger crowd, go back and watch the movie Bloodsport to see where they yeah, got you it. You can see that. And that match was, I, I mean, I watched it and I just, it was, I was like mesmerized. And I used to be able to watch that shit. But I think, honestly, in my old age, like, I, I can't do it anymore. I think, and the last time I saw, the, the, the thing that broke me, actually, was when I watched the um, David Arquette uh, documentary that says you can't kill David Arquette. Bro, when he got stuck in the neck with that fucking light tube and the panic on his face when that shit, like, when that shit went in, he instantly knew something was fucking wrong. He yeah. went like this. He, bro, when he grabbed his neck and he just was like that, I was, I was like, oh, my God, this motherfucker could have died. After I saw that shit, I was just like, yo, I can't really watch any yeah. of this and, shit anymore, and, man. And that's why, I don't, that's why I don't like it because... I want these women to be around for a long time, not wrestling reasons, just alone, like in general. And granted, you, I could get up from this chair and tear my ACL. Like life happens. But yeah. what I want from the AEW women, and I'm saying this because I know they can do it. Now, granted, it's only been a couple of years, but still, I want them to not start continuously, but I want them to start getting recognized, not just for that. I want them to have that match like a Sasha Bailey. Where like that's what I want for for them, not from them for them. I, that's what I want. I here. feel I feel you on that, Nick. But the only pushback I can give on that of why it works is because they're not just doing it just to do it. It's a part of the story being told in the ring. So it's being done with reason. And think about all the shirts that Brick Baker sold with the Crimson Mask. Mm. Well, yeah, just like when. Yeah. It's being done with reason. It's not being done just to be done. Like it's not the it's not being done for the sake of deathmatch being done. 
it's actually a part of the story of, like Lou said, the blood feud. That's where it, blood feud, you know what I'm saying? But, like I said, we're taking the top five of WWE women. I'll give that to you, Becky Lynch. The women's locker room in the WWE is better. But if we go down past that top five, I would say top six. The mat, the heads start to butt a little more, yeah. and the matchups start to look a lot even. So don't go ahead. don't mind don't mind me. I'm just writing down my AEW versus WWE women dream matches on this paper for later. Yeah. I don't yeah, we're, we're we're definitely do. I've been thinking that for a while. I don't want to do forget a WWE this. AEW Survivor Series show. Some of these are not even wait good. till November. That's something I've been wanting to do. Yeah, no problem. But since we are talking about dream matches and we're leading into lose brain working, Nick, the fit of, the forbidden door is on its way. Yeah, I'm excited for this pay-per-view. I think it's going to be really cool because of someone who's very open about it. I definitely have some matches I'd like to see. But this is, I I told myself that this year I want to start venturing out more into different companies and different styles. And I know I have a little bit, you know. Um, But this is what I'm using as my golden opportunity. Because Moxley's going to fight. Whoever, Okada, whoever's fighting, whoever. And I'm going to be like, wow, that guy's good. I that Because that's how I go back and find out like about the their Ring, Ring of Honor matches and stuff. Because like, oh, when I first heard of Samoa Joe, oh, I heard he was here. You go and then you watch the pay-per-views he was on and all that. That's what I'm going to use this for. Because Japanese style is something I've always wanted to get into. Because with work, I can get stationed there. And I think it'd be so cool if I kind of knew what the hell was going on. And it's like, yo, but now I'm going to go to a friggin' Wrestle Kingdom and actually wow. know what's going on, not just because I like wrestling. So I'm very excited for this pay-per-view. Very excited. So so am I, Lou. Like, I, it's just the, for me, it's the factor of, I would say, the lesser-known wrestlers to the American crowd and as we mentioned before, for the most part, the American wrestling fan nowadays is familiar with what's going on in New Japan. And this will be the first time for a bunch of us to see these guys in the States. That's mm-hmm. where the difference sets in. Definitely for me. Because I honestly, I've told you guys before, I'm not the, it's not that I don't like New Japan. It's just like, I'm like, dog, I can't, I can't now learn a whole new fucking, I can't, bro. <laughs> It's too much wrestling. Like, I can't watch. I can't add another show to the rotation. I just, I can't. I could barely record my own podcast. Like, I, I don't have the time to watch all this shit. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know too many of these guys. Now, of course, I'm familiar with, like, Jay White, Osprey, Minoru Suzuki, and fucking, uh, you know, I'm familiar with, like, the these kind of names. Naoto. See, like, and Okada and all these people, I've heard of them. Be just because of the matches that they've had, like Evil and G.O.D. and all that shit, but I don't really... I'm not really got, big fans of that kind of thing, so... I'm you, gotta also, to the- you gotta also remember Okada was already over here, too. Back in the day, the TNA days, when he played, like, a Green Hornet-style character from, like... Of course, of course. Of course, because when these big companies get an Asian guy, what the fuck? What do they gotta do? They put him in a ninja suit, of course. <laughs> I said, this the other, I said this the other. I said this the other day on Twitter, and I because I was watching Wheeler Yuta get this gigantic pop, bigger pop than Brian Danielson 
on on Dynamite. He got a bigger pop than Brian Danielson if you go back and you listen to that shit. And I was watching that and I tweeted, I was like, bro, if Wheeler Yuta was in WWE, they would have that motherfucker in a ninja outfit running after the 24-7 title. And instead, right he's next over to here. Kira Tozawa. Now he's here. <laughs> he's ROH pure champion and he's over here getting gigantic pops and they built a star. So like, but I didn't mean again to segue into that. I'm just, for me, I don't have much to say about the Forbidden Door pay-per-view mm-hmm. other than I'm looking forward to it so that I can learn a little more about these people and see them in action on a pay-per-view. I think the pay-per-view is going to yep. be phenomenal. Absolutely. I'm just, I just uh, I'm looking forward to to basically learn more about it. It's my to what I would say of it because like I'm familiar with some of the cats in in New Japan. I was paying <clears> the New <throat> Japan World, but. I wasn't liking the website too much because they had a lot of old content more than more of the recent stuff. Like you was able to keep up with it. It was just a little confusing for me to navigate. But I I know who like the Tanahashi's is. Kota Ibushi is one of my favorites. Okada is one of my favorites too. Okada, I implore everybody to go watch his series of matches with Kenny Omega. You want to talk about Dave Meltzer five star? These are five, six, seven, eight, ten star matches that these dudes had. And one of the things I would like to see would be Kenny Omega to come out and either go against Okada or do a run-in on somebody. That's one mm-hmm. of the things I would like to see. Um, a lot of people are saying Okada versus Danielson. I would like that too. I yeah. personally would rather see Kota Ibushi versus Danielson. That- <clears throat> That would be hard hitting if Kota who's, who's that dude? Who's that dude that was uh he was uh with the he was golden lovers with uh uh Omega. I don't remember. He's somebody from Japan. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. they were a tag team called the Golden. I've always heard the Golden Lover shit. I just I, don't know who it is. If I and is he like Japanese? Because the only other yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's like the face of the company there? Like who's like their guy, New Japan? Maybe like a Naito. Like I don't know much about them, but I know these. Is it Okada? Is it Tanahashi? Like who? I don't know. And that's what I'm excited to learn, though. I hope that's when I hope Omega does make his return on like a run in or something. The the Golden Lovers was Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi is a bad motherfucker, but he he has a tendency to get hurt a lot. I don't know where he's standing right now. Uh, I would I would like to see Tanahashi versus somebody like a, a. uh, uh, say maybe like an Adam Cole or something like that, or, or you know, it has to be a heavy hitter from AEW. Um, I'm not sure who a uh, uh, MJF could go against, even though I think an MJF isn't really made for this kind yeah, of show. What about Samoa he, Joe? Samoa Joe, because <clears throat> it seemed like he could have they could have saved Suzuki for that. Those, yeah, those I, I, I can see a rematch with him and Suzuki, or Which maybe I'm all uh, in. All I'll tell you. Mission. I'll tell you one thing, bro. I'll tell you one thing. The one name that I do know, and I already mentioned him, is is Will Osprey. Yeah. If Will Osprey comes out, if Will Osprey is on this pay per view, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind because I am like, I didn't know shit about him. I've heard his name a million times, but I started watching his matches, and that fucking dude is the shit. He is the absolute shit. And so watch him wrestles. on Twitter. Watch him. Y'all are Twitter guys. Go look at his Twitter and how he shits on a lot of the American wrestling yeah. going on over here. 
I mean, if he if he wrestles Moxley or or or, or Danielson or, or or nah, you know Danielson. what's fucking you know what's bugging Danielson me about Adam Cole? Like I loved Adam Cole in NXT. Like I was the biggest Adam Cole fan in NXT. I believed in every match that he was in, except really for the Keith Lee match, because just to I wasn't buying the the that was like Keith Lee gonna kill you, bro. There ain't no fucking way you're beating Keith Lee. But every other match that he's in, I I, I believe that it could go either way. But bro, something about his something about his AEW, like I don't know, bro. I'm not I'm not sold on him. Like I don't know if he lost muscle mass. I, I don't know what happened, but he just to me, it's almost like he got smaller, which is weird because I don't really care about that yeah. shit. He's but around. I just. He's around guys his size again, though. But the thing, too, I think it is, is because I don't watch a lot of Being the Elite, but I, I, I tend to watch it here and then. And that comedy shit that they do on there, bro, it's like, I think that shit affects their characters negatively, yo. Like, I know a lot of the general public probably don't watch it, but, like, when you see that they're on there, like, he's laying in the bed with, like, Dark Order guys, and, and I don't know if you guys watch that shit, but, like, they did a whole angle where uh, the meat man, John Silver, and um, uh, the dude with the long hair, I forget his name. Uh, they're in the Dark Order. They were doing this thing where they were like, Adam Cole goes in his hotel room and they're like laying in his bed and they wanted him, they wanted to have like a freeway and they were, it was, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I, like, Do you think, so when I, when I see something like that, because I agree, because I've loved Adam Cole, even before he was like one of the guys that actually followed ROH or whatever. Do you think sometimes it's like, like we say this a lot, do you think he might just be like in a weird way, even though he's new, kind of like complacent? Because no, this, think... this is how I look, this how I look at it. If I was in, like if I was playing football, right, I am not a big dude, right? I feel I would be so hungry and trying to do what I can to stand out to do what I could, right? Because I'm against people bigger than me showing like, yo, I can do what it takes to hang, and that's like there was a little more bigger people, as we say, obviously, in like NXT versus if I'm a soccer player. That's what I played in high school. I'm going to be a lot more relaxed. Like, so not saying he's lazy, nothing crazy like that. I'm saying like maybe it's just like a, I'm, I know where I'd fit and maybe I'm comfortable because I know I'm safe here. I think I think is to me, I, to me, it looks like he's more at home and in, in being mm-hmm. able to do what he wants to do. But it still looks like, in, in some respects, I guess the look in his eyes and the look in his face is he's still trying to get his groove in AEW. Maybe that's the best way I can put it, is that he's still trying to find his groove. And so far, to me, it's all right because he's had great matches. Like, I haven't seen a bad Adam Cole match in AEW. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yet. oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think maybe I could just sum it to just facially – he 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 doesn't feel he's not giving off. He's all the way there yet. He's all the way elite yet. You know what I'm saying? That that's just kind of I guess the vibe, his, his body language and his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say physically, Lou, he doesn't look as tight as he did. Like he is kind of falling into more of a dad bod. But it I, I do see what feels like a little bit more of he's working in some kind of freedom compared to the WWE style that we mentioned earlier. You're kind of contained to work a certain type of style. You know what I'm saying? And and I guess also, too, because 
he's technically spent more time in NXT than he has in AEW. Yeah. You, you had yeah. time for him to marinate and 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 get into your system of what you feel Adam Cole is. Now, you know him because you're an ROH guy too, but he didn't really become Adam Cole, baby, the one that we know until WWE, until NXT. Yeah, I just I, 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 again, I've seen him have really good matches in AEW and and all that. It's just something is not. I don't know what it is, bro. It could just be me. I don't know, but it's just like something's not. I don't see him. Like I don't see him holding that world title up, bro. I don't see that shit. Yeah, I, with, I with the people him. they have on with the people they have on this roster, bro. I don't see mm-hmm. him. He's just not. I don't know, bro. And to I don't me, see it. to me, that's okay. I'm okay like I'd rather him. see MJF with it than him. Fuck yeah, yeah. Wardlow, yeah. fucking, uh, you know, Hook. Eventually like, down the line. Yeah, my like Adam, strap. Adam Cole would fit perfectly with the TNT strap. That's the second in charge over there. That's the second in command. Out he, he's almost he can be must see TV. Why not have him run with that title? But for the Forbidden Door. The name I had to think about and look up to make sure I was thinking the right person. I would like to see him against a Hiroshi Tanahashi. I would like to see him against a guy like that. If they even make that possible. Or yeah. I'm sure they would have him go up against Jay White. Because I think what they're going to do, I don't think they're going to do a crazy build for this show. Like they're going to advertise it like crazy. But match wise, the only reason I say that is because. <laughs> Double or nothing's in three weeks, and the only advertised match right now is the heavyweight, which is fine because they have a lot of built-in storylines. Like MJF and Wardlow is going to happen. Like there's some built-in ones, but the pay-per-view is like – so they only have like two and a half, I think, three at max weeks between. So unless they go right, right from there. But this is a type of pay-per-view. I don't think you need a huge build anyway, though. I think you just Sorry. release a banging card and everyone's like, yep, I'm invested. Yeah, not at all. This is this is going to be this. There's no story. This is going to be you're going to get probably some of the best wrestling in the world today in Chicago. Now, do you think they go Survivor Series esque route with this? And what I mean by that is like, say Punk's the champ, which I hope Punk is. Does Punk fight their champ? Does he fight the heavyweight champ? Like, do no. they do champ for champ? No, no, no. I I think they're gonna give just a lot of. Uh, what they feel the fans are want, gonna want to see type matches, and like I said, I hope, I hope this is a return for Kenny Omega, because this would be the yeah. perfect platform to do it. To be honest with you, the man, Absolutely. the man, he, he made his name in New Japan. He made his name. He made who he is in the country of Japan. This would be a beautiful spot for him to come back. And you know what would be absolutely hilarious because I'm thinking about it right now? Let him come back and have another match with another blow-up doll. Fucking hilarious it would be. I'm all in on seeing that. He had had a match with a blow-up doll. He had a match with an an 11-year-old girl. And made... Go look him up both on YouTube, people. The Jim Cornette shit. He he, lost his mind. No, but he made them shits look great. He made them shits entertaining. Oh, I thought you were. Go- I thought you were going the route where how Jim Cornette, because Jim Cornette hates him because of that shit. Of course, that's, but Jim, hey, Jim Cornette, don't get us started on him. Hey, listen, Lou, yeah. Jim Cor- Jim Cornette don't like wrestling if you can't say nigga in it. 
Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> believe me. Believe Was me. Was not I, expecting I, that. Believe me, Jim Cornette is the not man who got, on my hmm. list of favorite people because I just think he he done lost his fucking mind. He has not been able to like he, elevate or. I mean, bro, he's been fired from every fucking place he's gone to. There's a reason why. He got like, fired from the NWA for saying nigger on that, pay-per-view. Oh, that, chick, that, that, chick, that, chicken, that chicken thing he said, he got fired for that. He's like, oh, it looked like they strapped a bucket of chicken on his back. It's like, what the fuck? Where did you? No, like, Lou, he said nigger. Oh, well. I, think, I think he slipped up and said nigger. I, I believe he said nigger. If not, it was something nigger implied, and it might have been exactly what you said. Right, you, but who thinks who it. thinks who thinks to say that? Him, like you old, know what I mean. Old like, Southerners. But I, I I I got tons of respect for Jim Cornette because he is the historian of yeah. professional wrestling. Like I would he, like for him to just like I would like for some of these old guys to just kind of like, bro, wrestling's evolved. It's not going to be the same way it was in the seventies and eighties, bro. Like. Thank you. It, it's Thank it's you. changed. The fans have changed. The style has changed. You gotta, you know, you change with the times, dude. Like some of these guys, just I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's to to a point though. Us older folks, we can have a little bit of get off my lawn moments here and there that are warranted, just like we do with rap music within professional wrestling. There's certain things that we can hope to still see, but like rap Yo. music, but like rap music. There is a lane for everybody, and you can still see some of that same shit that you liked from back in the day. Hell, they're about to have an 80s of wrestling thing in New Jersey, and I think this weekend coming. Go to that shit if that's what you like. It's still yeah. out there. You could go see the Butchwack is still going. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, Brutus the Barber Beefcake is going to be out there. So go right ahead, Nick. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen. For our newest edition of the Wrestling is Trash. We hope you enjoyed it. But before we go here, as we said in the beginning of the show, we want you guys to be interactive. We want to know who wants to be on the show. Whether, hey, we don't know you, but hey, you can come on. We welcome everyone. You know, As long as you're coming in with polite manners and not disrespectful, we're going to take you into the family. We'll, we'll initiate. We'll see if you make the cut. But to do that, we need you to message us on Instagram at either Wrestling Is Trash, where we'll be posting content, or our Twitter, Wrestling Be Trash. Make sure you guys reach out to us there for any comments, any critiques you even have on the show. I know all three of us, we're pretty open to critiques. Anything you got to throw out there, but we're going to start doing what we can to make this up. Even for fans who just listen, someone who you see on TikTok, that you think, you know, hey, I think this guy or girl would be a good fit, you know, for these guys to talk to. Let us know. We definitely encourage Fan interaction. Um, I'm going to pass it off to you, gentlemen, real quick. If you have anything you want to say before we go home, all right. Just make sure you're following Wrestling is Trash everywhere. Make sure you're following all of us on all of our platforms. Like Nick will tell you right there. Follow the name, Lou. You want to tell them where they can follow you? Yeah, man. Just you know, everything podcast on Instagram. That's where my the most uh, most of my stuff goes down. Or uh, Lou from the BX on Twitter. You can hit me up on there. I'm constantly on Twitter. But I just wanted to say thank you to Nick. Thank you, B-Rob. Thank you, Dan. Thank you guys for kind of welcome, welcoming me into this uh, wrestling podcast. I had a wrestling <laughs> podcast once upon a time that had a whole one episode and a couple special episodes that I did with my main page. But I've always wanted to be part of a wrestling podcast. 
So I'm happy to be here and uh, thank you for everyone who's listening to this. And we're just going to continue to kind of, we're going to get, we're going to get on a game plan. We're going to be a little <laughs> more consistent. We're going to have focused episodes. We're not going to get lost because that's one thing about us. We tend to kind of get lost in conversation, but we'll tighten it up for everybody. Yeah, exactly. well, we're always going to rabbit hole. Don't worry about that. Number two, please remember, we're not going to be the same typical wrestling platform that just talks about whatever comes up during the week. We got plenty of other shows for that. Shout outs to the brother B-Rob, the, the father of this, the author of this podcast here. You can go check out RBR Wrestling Weekly. We RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk every Wednesday night after... AEW Dynamite and then follow the podcast like I do. I listen to the podcast when it pops up on Thursdays. That's when you want your wrestling content of what's happening in each show during the week. Or I will give a big shout out to my homies at the No Spots podcast who are on their delay. They talk about damn near every single wrestling show that happened during the week from Raw to NXT to impact to the U- NXT UK and Damn. SmackDown and nah, pay-per-views. Good, good, go fuck yourself. Hear, if you want to hear that type of weekly wrestling talk, those are the two shows that I recommend you go listen to. But you want to come to Wrestling is Trash, you're going to hear the occasional weekly wrestling talk. You're definitely going to hear our pay-per-views. That has always been a tradition here on this podcast. But I think for the most part, more or less, you're going to get more conversation like this. Well, we're going to try to talk and do more deep dives on some of the inner workings of what we watch on a weekly basis, along with some of the history in wrestling. And I'm calling that out now because Nick, as the youngest of this show, there's a lot that Lou and I can teach him about the earlier days of the WWF. Maybe some of the WCW. Maybe some of the AWA. I'm not even that old, but we're going to go there. And so there's, some people, there's some people out there who ain't even know there was F in WWF back in the day. They probably don't even know that shit. Or three Ws. There you go. There you go. There you go. A lot of people weren't there like we were to see ECW when they made their television debuts and things like that. So, and as I mentioned, I'm a deathmatch guy, so maybe I might bring some of that up if I feel like it. But you can find me besides here on Wrestling is Trash at the Starfire That website is down, so actually go to linktree. whatever. Look up the Starting Five podcast. You'll be able to find everything there. Make sure you're following us on the TikTok at the Starting Five podcast. That's where I'm the most active, having the most fun. You'll get clips of out my podcast, the Starting Five, there. And you're going to start seeing clips of Wrestling is Trash if we start uploading to YouTube. If not, you're going to see some of the audio clips up there. <laughs> Take it away, Nick. Yeah. And then, as you said, we're going to be doing more consistent content. Uh, we're going to be recording another episode this week um, with Narcolepsy Boy 94 from TikTok going over. You know, he's a very, very big WWE guy. He's a very wrestling, but he's a very big WWE guy. We're going to be just a little bit of a back uh, WrestleMania backlash. He was actually at WrestleMania. Um, so I'm going to ask some questions oh, about cool. that. So please be on the lookout for that this weekend. Um, once again, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And, and Mr. Dan. Also, Look out for Lou, myself, and B-Rob joining Top Rope Squishy this Thursday night 
at 7.15 p.m. on Top Rope's right. YouTube channel. That is if you are listening to this podcast before Thursday. So, B-Rob, get this show up before Thursday. And then you can check us three out, Cinco de Mayo, the American holiday of Cinco de Mayo, that is, talking yes. about wrestling with the great Top Rope Squishy. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal. I haven't gotten to meet her yet via the inter- internets, but Lou is a regular over there, and her energy on her show is phenomenal. Check us out over there this Thursday. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in. And hope you continue to have a great day.